Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRR. I am Bobby Howe, and today I'm joined by Mr. Jeff Carson, who's filling in for Alex. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be here, too. I think this is the first time you and I have co-hosted together. I believe Alex has co-hosted with you when I've been unavailable. We had the one time when Alex had to leave, and we we wound up co-hosting, but it was toward the end. It was towards the end. That's right. And let's talk about why Alex is in here today, because it's fair enough, because it's it's very us. It's very realtor. It's very whatever. Uh, there's a KCRER BOD meeting going on right now that Bobby and Alex are both supposed to be in. And both of us forgot to calendar it when we scheduled the podcast. So we decided to divide and conquer. I got the podcast in Amber and Jeff and Alex is over in BOD representing our interests very well. Yep. So there's and we were, and we were all there 10 minutes ago. We were all there. So yes. Oh, were you in the room, Jeffrey? Yep. Were you there? Okay. Yep. I couldn't see you back in the corner. That's why I was like, yeah. I'm in the cheap seats. Well, I know that when, when Alex and I started filling out, you know, who could take his place, I was like, well, he really just sits in the corner and does looks at himself. So there's that. <laughs> I do play on my phone a little bit. There's some important uh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, things happen. We have to look at our phone, but yes, we're just more of like a listening, being an active participant sort of and remember, we heard all about how to be a good director and putting those phones and tablets aside, being yep. engaged in the meeting. So there we go. Yeah, there's that. We remain engaged. We do a good job. All right. So what's up with you, Jeff? What's been going on? It's been a while well, since you've been on. It, it has. Uh, and, and actually, this is my first day back in the office. I have been down with a <gasps> kidney stone for the last two days. So uh, I have heard that the pain only is akin to childbirth. And um, had I had this kidney stone 20 years ago, we would not have had our son, Matthew. I would have never made Patty go through childbirth one more time. I mean, such a trooper. I mean, you ladies that have had children, hats mm-hmm. off to you. I will never, ever, ever say uh, anything less than admiration for all of you that have, have done that. I mean, you have put forth seven and eight pound babies, and I'm trying to put a tiny mm-hmm. size of gravel through my daddy parts. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just uh, not going well. Yeah. yeah, no, mine was almost nine pounds. So yeah, I, yeah, I get wow. that. Yeah. So I, well, I, I, I bow to you. Your I appreciation. Bow to you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what Jeff means by that is if it by towards the end of this podcast, you just hear Bobby talking, Jeff has run off and um, dispersed of said kidney stone. So yeah, that, that's, that. that's true. And I almost hope that happens. I'm ready to <laughs> rid myself of this, this evil entity oh. that has taken over my body. So I get that. I get wanting to get rid of it, but yet leaving me <laughs> hanging high and dry. Come on, Jeff. You can, you can make it for 30 more minutes. I will do. If okay. you see sweat rolling down and, my face, you know that I'm giving it everything I've got, Bobby. For you, I'll do it. And, and just so our listeners know, Jeff is in the actual podcast room in our KCRER studios, which I haven't seen in almost two years. So yeah. it's lovely. It's taking yeah. me back. I'm not there, but because I can't calendar apparently, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's okay. We, we're making this happen. So, you know, yep. I think the one, if there is a good thing that came out of the pandemic is this technology that allows us to have these meetings and do these things from wherever we're at. Right. So, uh, you know, we don't, and especially for you who have, has given so much of your time and your, your, uh, the talents of your, your car to drive down here for all the meetings that you've had to go through. It's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, I always yeah. thought I drove far coming from the legends area, but you know, again, hats off to you. You 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 have trumped me once again, Bobby Howe. 
well, you have me and then you have Tony Conan and the two of us coming from different directions. But it's like, even when I was driving to, we just had state meetings in Missouri uh, over in St. Louis. And on my drive there, when I got to like the turnoff or Warrensburg, I was like, Lord, Tony has a long drive. But then I realized it's probably very similar to my drive. But yet you just start thinking of all the hours we put in, but we're dedicated volunteers. We, we love the association. So that's what we do. Well, and the association loves you all. I mean, we, we can't do the work we do without good volunteers. I mean, I did it back, you know, in the early 2000s when I was in leadership before I came to work for KCRR. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I really never thought about it. It was just, I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but it certainly was a fun thing to do. I, I became a junkie, you know, for it. And uh, I mean, after a while, uh, I had done MLS and the association and NAR and, and there was only one thing left for me to do and that was to come work here. So yeah. there you go. And now you're here and we can't get yeah. rid of you. I mean that in a positive way, like you're here well, and you're staying and we're happy to have you. That did not come the out. The way you said it though, sounds I like do. I think some people do think about it sometimes. Like, yeah. is he ever going to There probably are some of those people. I am not one of those people. I like having you around. So, and it's funny you talk about being a junkie. That's actually in my bio. It says association junkie. Cause there you go. That says that's what it is. what I am. Yeah. Yep. So now I'm well, going to brag on myself for a moment. Please do. You deserve we've been it. talking. Well, I don't know that I deserve it. But we talk about being an association junkie. And so we've been talking on the podcast. I've been running for Missouri Realtors Treasurer. And I just won my election in St. Louis last week, which I guess by the time this comes out, it's going to be a couple more weeks, but it's fine. Within the last month, uh, I won my election. And so I will be Treasurer of Missouri Realtors uh, next year. I'm already technically on the leadership team right now. And I will be 2025 president, which the most exciting part about that is Andrea Sheridan, another one of your KCRAR immediate past presidents, she will be president next year. So 2023, January, we're going to have an amazing party installing Andrea as president of KCRAR. And then in 2025, we're going to have another amazing party in Kansas City installing me as president of Missouri Realtors. So we're going to get some good leadership at Missouri Realtors coming right here out of KCRAR. And I'm pretty well, excited about that. Well, that's amazing. And congratulations to you on that. I, I was president of Kansas back in 2008. So when you say 2025, I just think, wow, I was president 17 years ago. Uh -huh. um, and what, at that time, David Rogers, we were both running at the same time. And David missed his year and wound up being president the next year. So we thought at one point, the state president for Kansas and the state president for Missouri would both be from KCRR. We missed it by a year, but uh, it was great serving with, with David Rogers during all of that as well. I get to serve with them at KCRR, and then I get to serve with them on the two different state levels as well. I love T. David's one of my very, very favorite people in the world. And it's, it's funny you talk about being state presidents at the same time. I've already been reaching out across the country, and I know who some of the other state presidents are also going to be in 2025. And I've got to say, I am like super excited by the class. Some of my very favorite people from across the country. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good times. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You, you, you'll, you'll do fantastic and you'll have a great time doing it. That's, yeah. I think that's the part about association leadership that I enjoy. It's, it's the relationships we make and they're not just here. It, mm -hmm. It's across the country. So yeah, it is. And I, I wouldn't still be here if it weren't for all of those people across the country, but it's funny. You talk about the being president in 2008 and comparing that to 2025 and what a long period of time, like basically how that makes us feel older when we see that stretch of time. And while we were at state meetings last week, I got a notification that I had been Facebook friends with Elizabeth Mendenhall for 14 years. Now, oh, really? in and of itself, 14 years is not like a long time. Right. But then I realized that meant that I have been friends with Elizabeth in my 20s, my 30s and my 40s. And that's what actually made me feel old is when I realized 
14 years ago takes me back to my twenties and now I'm old. That's, that's Trust me, you're, old. you're far from old. When we start talking about TikTok in a little bit, you'll see, you'll see the difference <laughs> in the, you'll see the difference in ages here. Like I said, remember I have my paper here and you me off some paper and Amber didn't even know how to find the printer on her computer <laughs> because it's been so long since she had printed anything. That was my favorite part of right before the podcast. Amber goes, I have to learn how to print again. And I'm like, yeah. it's the button. Thanks, print. All right. We have five minutes before our guest comes on today. So A, I want to tell you who our guest is. And B, I have a book bit, even though Alex is not here today. So our guest today is one of KCRER's own. And it's Rachel Ferguson, aka Rach the Realtor, uh, talking about her social media marketing on TikTok, which is why Jeff was talking about TikTok. So hey, Let's see. Uh, her uh, uh, oh, just so you guys know about her. So her Casey focused videos have gotten hundreds of thousands of views on TikTok, and she mains a, maintains a following of more than thirteen thousand, which is wow. wow, amazing. So Jeff, do you TikTok? You know, I, I was and, and Amber's laughing. I don't know why Amber's laughing. She's on mute, but she is literally cracking up right now. Just for the quick, I consider myself more of a grandfather clock kind of TikTok kind of guy. Um, you know, my wife is on it all the time. She's watching videos. She's always sending me things. I myself am not. Uh, I don't know that I'm that entertaining. I like to watch entertaining people. I have a neighbor whose son is a uh, does golf trick shots. He's got about five hundred thousand followers, and uh, lives down in Dallas. Matter of fact, he's in Dubai right now playing golf with his buddies, doing silly videos and trying to put a uh, golf ball in a cup from you know three thousand yards or however long it it does. So I'm always amazed that people watch those kinds of things. But then when I sit down and have nothing to do and I get on the phone and start watching, then I just can't turn it off. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear from Rachel and, and see what she's doing. And who knows, maybe I'm going to be the next TikTok standout. You never know. And Amber, don't be laughing at me. I feel like we have a goal for you to work towards now. So I'm actually kind of excited about this. No, Jeff. In I all my spare time. Great. In all yes. my spare time. In- all of your spirits because there's so much of it. I need to develop a TikTok following. All right. So I have a book bit, but I don't know if you know the, the song we do, uh, the do, 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 do Bobby's book bit. I Casey Rar. I just did the song. I now don't, I don't know do the it. song and you don't want to hear me sing. Well, you don't hear me sing either. That's why I do the, I mean, is it just do, 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 I mean, that I can do. Bit. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Bobby's book bit. And then I go, Casey, because that's how we always say it. It's Casey Rar. Okay. Casey, All right. It's I, turned I, into I, a cat I, meow I, over the years. The next time Bye. I'm co-hosting, I will have the song down. and, and uh, Okay, we'll, Alex we'll will give you lessons. So, oh, yeah, coming from the opera singer. I get lessons from him. Okay. Exactly. There's a reason I just say words and we leave the singing to Alex. Yeah, I'm not very, singing. Very I'm not big. singing with Alex. No way. I'm not singing with Alex. I wouldn't sing with Alex or Andrea ever. ever. Exactly. It's Exactly. It's. Well, I, I could get scrolled. I'm not going to scroll. Okay. No, so, no your strengths. Whoo, my book bit for today is actually a book I've had written on my, um, posted on my monitor that you can't see for like a year. And finally I was like, oh, I need to do that for book bit. So I finally got myself and I read it and it's the book, the science of getting rich. We talk about science all the time now with the COVID. So mm-hmm. wouldn't we like to know if there's an actual science we could follow for us all to get rich? So the book teaches us how to embrace the natural desire for wealth and why riches lead to a pros- 
prosperous, I can't speak today, and abundant life in our mind, our body, and our soul. And my favorite quote from the book, uh, which is by Wallace D. Waddles, is if you want to help the poor, demonstrate to them that they can become rich. Prove it by getting rich yourself. So too often we put a negative connotation with money and doing all that. But if we want to achieve and do great things and even help the poor, we actually have to have money in order to do those things. That's true. There are three life lessons from the book. My first lesson is for a happy and fulfilling life, you need a healthy mind, body, and soul, which actually requires temporal wealth. You have to have some wealth in order to have a healthy mind, body, spirit, those things. Sure healthier foods, exercising, those things actually require us to have some money in order to do those things. Very much so. Um, I have a thing and I can't speak at the moment. So my second lesson from the book is your specific talents are another key element to progress. And by using them, you can encourage others to reach their dreams too. And what the book talks about is like visualization is a really strong tool that can move us towards our goal. However, hope isn't the only ingredient that we have in success. We also have to take action, which is what you and I talk to realtors all the time. Like just getting my license doesn't make me successful. I have to actually do the work. Right. And Rach, the realtor is going to tell us how she does. Exactly. Good job. Good to tie that back in. And then the third and the last point from this book is Our society has engineered much of our daily movement out of our lives and we need to get it back. Talking about like a Venn diagram. So you've got one circle is your talent. One circle is your passions or what you enjoy doing. And there's a place where they overlap. And when we start doing our work in the place where our talents and our passions overlap, that's where great success comes from. But when we're just working out of one side or the other, then we're probably going to struggle and have a hard time. So that's a good point. And you know, that, that kind of ties into what you and I do with the association, with our business. And, and you know, it's, it's always funny, especially, you know, because, you know, I'm still a practicing realtor. So I'm out there doing things every day and, and, and listing and selling property. But then I have my, my work life here with the things yeah. that I do here. And it's funny how they intersect mm-hmm. at, at times. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's hard to call any of this work. Sometimes I, I feel Derek and I talk all the time. You know what? You enjoy what you do. you love the people you do it with. You'll never work a day in your life. And I, I, I almost feel when I'm walking through watching people sit at their computers and pounding away, entering numbers and, and doing different things. And I, I think Derek and I get to go around and meet with members and have a good time. We eat, as you can tell, well, you can't see me. It's a podcast. So that's good. We eat all the time, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, I'm, my wife even, she gives me trouble all the time. She goes, you know, you talk about how exhausted you are all the time. It's not like me. All you do is have fun and, and eat lunches with people all the time. I said, well, it's true, but it's, it's, it's a tough work, but somebody's got to do it. But it's exactly. funny how Someone you talk about yep. how they, how they do intersect because, you know, the, your passion, you know, cause we have passion for what we do and then all the relationships we have. I mean, it's just fun to watch how they intersect. And um, did one thing in the book, did it talk about measuring wealth and, and does wealth, is wealth different or riches different for one person to the next? I mean, what constitutes? Yeah, it gets into that a little bit, but I think our guest is actually waiting to join. So I don't want to take too long and get too much back into the book, but let's go get Rachel. 
Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. And we are here with our guest, Rachel Ferguson, aka Rach the Realtor. Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, start us off, talk to us about uh, your past, how you got into real estate. We won't quite get into what you're doing exactly yet, but talk to us about your real estate journey, how long you've been in it, things you've done before, all that. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my past really ties into what we're about to talk about because I spent the first six years of my career working in television. Um, I was a local sports reporter and sports anchor in the smallest TV station in America in Nebraska, where I started and then Wichita, Kansas, and then what most people know as Metro sports here in Kansas city. So did that, loved it so much fun. I got to cover the 2014, 15 Royals world series runs, tons of chiefs games, uh, a final four with KU, that kind of thing. So fun. Uh, but the industry is changing dramatically. So towards the end of my tenure, it was really clear that we were all about to get laid off. So it was like, let's start thinking about next steps. Um, a friend that I hosted a show with connected me with a local retirement community, a senior living community. And so from TV, I transitioned there and I went and did sales there for two years and I absolutely loved it. Um, it's an amazing environment. They're so great. Like, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait until I'm old enough to move to one of these bad boys. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, I really found my groove. I was like, oh man, I really like sales. Like I, this is a really good fit for me. I never would have guessed it. Um, and this is all leading up to me giving birth to my first child in March of 2020. So hello, the world changes in my home and outside of it all at once. Mm -hmm. So after that happened, I was like, I just am not, I don't want to sit in an office all day anymore. I want mm -hmm. to be my own boss and go out and run my business how I see fit and not be told no all the time when I have crazy ideas. <laughs> so um, that's when I decided to go into real estate. I joined a team that I knew through my work at John Knox Village, and I trusted with my clients at John Knox Village who were, I was so protective over and only would allow the best, you know, to work with them. So I knew that if I was going to go into real estate, these are the people, it's the Yoka Mueller team out of the Reese Nichols Lee Summit office. I was like, they are amazing. They're honest, good people. So jumped on board with them and then um, celebrated my one year anniversary last fall. Very good. Awesome. It's interesting. Coming you said that us. you, you didn't like to be told no, but yet you went into real estate because you know, we, we hear lots of no's right now. Like, uh, oh, I'm so sorry. It, well, we don't just say no. We go, Oh, I'm sorry. We, we chose another offer. Have you been eavesdropping in my office this morning? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I, I do the same thing you do. So believe me, we, we're, <laughs> we're all on the same page here. <laughs> It's a little rough right now. It, it, it can be. So Rachel, how did you get started on TikTok? Because we've already previewed you that you have an amazing following on TikTok. You're doing a great job there with all the views that you're getting. And did you already have a social media marketing plan that this fit into? Or did you have TikTok first? How did it all come together for you? So when I first started real estate, I knew, I know social media is so important. I knew that I have a public Facebook page that has... A more, you know, not like a huge following, but more than just my mom, at least mm -hmm. from my TV days. So I knew I would use, use that. Um, and I knew that I would do YouTube videos 
that was something I knew like, Hey, why I am comfortable in front of cameras, let's take advantage of that. So those are the two things I knew going in. This is so, you know, this is early 2020 when I'm starting TikTok is still like a teenager's app in my head, mm-hmm. at least, you know, I'm like, Oh, look at those cute kids and their dances. It's so fun. You know? Um, so I really had no intention, no intention of get jumping on TikTok. When I first downloaded it, I made, I think I, my first video was a joke about my husband and I dropping the baby powder in the nursery and getting caught in the nursery camera, like literally had nothing to do with real estate. Um, and eventually my sister for one and other people in my life were like, what are you doing? You need to be on TikTok. Like you are just, this fits you so well. And so I started making TikToks about real estate. Cause I was like, Oh, that's what I do. Like, let's talk about houses and, um, all that. And it, I was like, okay, this is fun. Like I'm getting my groove here, but really didn't take off until I made a couple of posts about Kansas city specifically. And then it was like, Ooh, oh my gosh, Kansas Cityans love Kansas city. Forgot about that. And people just, it just like an instant little like community formed. Um, so I, it became really clear to me at that point, like, Oh, this is the direction I should be going. People care about real estate, but what they really love is their community. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's awesome. So how do you see your efforts on TikTok paying off for your business? Do potential clients ever reach out to you because they saw your TikTok and they're like, Hey, I, I want her all the time, all the time. Um, I would say I get probably two to three inquiries a week. And that can range from just like DMing me to mm-hmm. emailing me to a lot of people like then follow me on Instagram and then DM me there. And I really suck at Instagram. It is just not my jam. So I'm trying to be better about that, knowing that people are coming there from TikTok. But um, yeah, definitely all the time. Um, and I always tease them. I'm like, like, don't you want to ask me questions? Like, don't you want to know my stats, anything? And they're like, no, like, we just like, feel like we know you and we're comfortable mm-hmm. with you because you've been on my phone for months, you know, in my screen. So it, it is so fun because the people that I'm meeting through TikTok, the clients that I'm meeting through TikTok are uh, tend to be like, we skip the awkward, get to know you face because they, mm-hmm. they already know my personality somewhat. And, um, obviously don't hate me. So it, it makes it easier to, <laughs> to jump right in into like the friendship stage and the let's go look at houses stage. Yeah. That's like, yeah. that's a good point. That's what I was thinking. You know, when they're watching you, you, it's like when you're watching a great TV show or something, a, a great series, you, you, I mean, we were big fans of Schitt's Creek and I fell in love with the roses. I mean, I just felt like they were friends of mine. And when, when I knew the show was going to end, I didn't want to, we would, we would binge watch and I didn't want to binge watch the last season because I, it was going to be over and I didn't want it to be over. But, you know, I think that's very similar to what you're doing is they feel like they already know you. So again, like you said, there, there isn't that first date uh, that you have, like so many of us, the first time we meet somebody at a house or, you know, at the office, you know, those kinds of things they've already been watching you and they know about your crazy husband and that's, you know, your silly little boy or girl and your funny dog and, you know, all those kinds of things. So I I think it's great. The first person that reached out from TikTok was a woman in her sixties. So this is not all young kids. And this there's was hope I, for me. Yeah, there's not. There's uh, not Jeff. There's not hope. I'm sorry. I, sorry. There's a little hope. There's a hey, smidgen I, of hope. I am expecting to see some TikTok dances out of you. Okay. After oh. this, I'm going to be looking for them. Dances. <laughs> oh, I don't have a lot of no pressure. 
pressure. <laughs> she has no idea what she's asking for, Jeff, and I love it. I'm Am not I going to regret second. this later? This, <laughs> yes. Look at me. This is how I look every day. This is I wear this to bed. I am so straight laced and everything else. I mean, seriously. Ugh. I'm going to have to. Well, I was going to say I was going to let my hair down, but you can see there's not much there to do that with. No. So uh, <laughs> I, I have some work to do, Rachel. So I, I might be reaching out to you. Anytime, anytime. But and it's so she- funny, you when you first started talking, when I first when you first came on the screen, I thought, I I know her. She looks so familiar to me. And then when you said you had a background in TV, then that must be it. I must have seen you on Metro, you know, on the sideline of something, or, or you, you instantly looked familiar to me. I mean, of course, I'm looking at the the four of us, and I'm the only one that has a face for radio. The rest <laughs> of you all could be on on video and TV in a heartbeat. I I definitely have a, a face for radio. Well, I don't think that's true. I think that anyone like this is when people ask me about this all the time, like, how do I do this? What should I do? And I'm like, anyone can do this. And I don't think it's like, like, I'm happy to share about what I'm doing, but someone could take and copy every single thing that I'm doing and have a completely different outcome because it's so personality driven. Like there is someone for everyone. I'm not for everyone there's someone out there that wants to see someone in a suit on there, you know, that's more formal and more, you know, it's like, there's a, there's just like a different niche for every kind of person on there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you say that because me and one of my best friends, when we get together, people tell us that when we're together, we're a bit much now for the right group of people, we are absolutely right. But there are enough people that I am a bit much for, and I don't apologize for that. That's just not my people. And I think for you and what you're doing with TikTok, you know, you come in already being a known person to them. There's an established friendship from them to you, but you learning them back and jumping through, not necessarily knowing who they are, that sometimes can probably be a little bit of an obstacle for you to overcome just because the depth at which they know you and the shallowness of which you know them. Has that ever been hard for you? Yes and no. Um, I do think like my, the reason that I like TikTok more than like Instagram is TikTok is not about me. Like Mm -hmm. I very rarely actually share anything personal on there. Not that I'm like trying to be secretive, but like, I'm not that interesting. I'm just a mom that lives in the suburb, you know, but, um, on like Instagram or something, it's about you. So I feel like people that have a following on Instagram, those people truly do know them. Whereas Mm -hmm. people that follow me on TikTok, they're like, know some of my personality and like what I think is funny, but like, they don't really know me. So there definitely is still a little bit of like, let's get to know each other. Um, but I have found a lot of these people that do reach out on TikTok pretty much know what they want right away. Like, Hey, we want to live in this suburb or this is our budget. This is the style of house we like, like they're pretty, um, clear on what they want for the most part. So it makes it easy. I'm like, okay, awesome. You know what you want. Great. Let's, let's chat. (laughs) Yeah. So, so Rachel, how do you decide on content and what you're going to share? Is it like, it just happens and you're sharing it there, or do you make a a content calendar and say, I'm going to try to cover this on these days or, and how often are you sharing daily? I, my goal is to be more organized and have a content calendar. Like at the start of the week, I want to have like a rough idea of what I'm going to post each day. Um, in fact, I just ordered a little desk calendar off Amazon that I'm looking at right now that I filled out for the first time this week. (laughs) So for the most part, it's pretty organic. Like whatever pops in my head, I do it. I will say honest, this is so stupid, but the hardest part for me is when I'm working from home, a lot of the times I'm like in my yoga pants, no makeup, hair up. 
And mm-hmm. I'm not going to put myself on camera looking like that. <laughs> so I have to like, be like, okay, Rachel, you have to get yourself, your life together today because you got to get on camera and make some TikToks. So I do try to like batch create them in mm-hmm. when I'm looking presentable, like, okay, I look decent today. Let's knock out like six. And that way I have some saved in the can to post on mm-hmm. days sure. where I'm just covered in toddler food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, do, yeah. do you change outfits? for a different, different one. So it doesn't look like you canned them all on one day. I, I don't really, okay. I don't think, I don't think people, you don't think people put it together. Like I, if they do, I don't, I just don't think they care. I think people are just on there for fun and it's just not sure. that serious. And I'm not that yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing that, sorry, Jeff, men don't tend to understand is that if we're going to be on camera, there's a lot extra effort that has to be taken place for us to be on camera versus a guy just gets up and he looks the exact same every single day. I, I coach with brokerages and it's funny, all my male clients want to zoom and all my female clients are like, let's just talk on phone because there is that difference of like, if I'm going to be on zoom, even if I'm just in comfortable clothes, I still feel the need to do something with this. And there's a lot you do have to batch. Like I've started grouping my men together so that at the one day where like, I know every Wednesday I'm going to have to be on camera all day long. So it's fine. Well, I, I will take a little bit of exception. It does take some effort to look like this. I mean, it doesn't look like it takes a lot, but it really does. I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's some product and things that have to be, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to just a little bit. Okay. Maybe, if, maybe if I took a little more time, you know, I, I could look like one of you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jeffrey, for us, uh, for offending okay. you that way. So that's okay. No, right. I'm not offended. Right. You are. Okay. So Rachel, <laughs> we know that following trends on social media can be extremely time sensitive. If you wait too long to jump on a trend, it's usually too late. So what sort of planning process do you use for your social media marketing? Meaning more than just TikTok. I, I know we don't have a content calendar, but like the long game, what are we doing with that? Well, like I said, Instagram is my next mountain to climb. I've got to get better at Instagram. It's just like the home base for all the other social platforms. Like if, and like, I'm learning, like also, like if you meet someone, you're exchanging Instagram handles almost as much as you're exchanging phone numbers, you know? So I've got to get better at that. That's definitely one of my things. Um, I am currently really trying to uh, like, capitalize on what I'm already doing and repurposing my TikToks elsewhere. So my TikToks are also going on Instagram reels, Facebook reels, and YouTube shorts. Um, so I'm not, it's, you know, one, I shoot one video and it goes four places and mm-hmm. Pinterest is on my 2022 list as well, um, of using Pinterest. I'm working on building a website. It's like domino effect. You know, you do one thing, you gotta do eight other things to make it right. But, but yeah, I think for me, the name of the game, because I, you know, agents were busy. We are, we are so busy doing so much and I have a young child and like, you know, life. So mm-hmm. my thing is like efficiency. How can I make the most use of this, um, and put it all the places where it makes sense. And I'm not like annoying people with my content and all that jazz. So do, do you find that you, you get your TikTok videos and then do you, do you have on your Instagram, is that a personal page or do you have, a, is it still Rach the Realtor on Instagram as well? And then do you do YouTube? I, I've got a neighbor whose son, I was talking to Bobby and, and Amber before, who is a YouTuber uh, with golf trick trick golf shots. And uh, so he's got, he started off on Instagram, got up to a couple, several hundred thousand followers there, then has moved over to YouTube. He's got his, you know, golf page, but then he's got his personal page. And so 
do you find you have to, for lack of a better word, cross pollinate all the different pages? Yes, but it's different on the hard part is it's different on everyone. So the people that follow me on TikTok tend to be local people that live in Kansas city. Um, the people that follow me on YouTube are out of town people that are thinking about moving to Kansas city. Okay. So that's different content for each one, um, different things, draw them in. So I do, I do repurpose things, but I sometimes tweak them. So like, if I make a YouTube video, that's like the five best neighborhoods in Kansas city, then on TikTok, I'm presenting it a little differently because I feel like I'm presenting it to people that already know of these neighborhoods kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so yeah, there's a difference for sure in how you approach each platform, but I try to make the most use of like what brain power I've already spent on it. <laughs> there's a lot to it. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, just listening to you talk, there's a lot to it. There is. And also YouTube is no joke either. Like I, I'm, YouTube is a really close second for lead generation for me to TikTok, and it's not nearly as flashy. I don't have a thousands of followers on there. It doesn't get press or anything, but it's people that are on there searching for information and being the one that's there to able to meet those needs. So Rachel, for someone who's thinking about starting TikTok, what advice would you give them as someone coming in new when the trend's been around for a couple of years now? I think you just have to do you like, don't get on TikTok and try to be me or try to be, there's agents all over the country that are really successful actually posting about real estate too, mm -hmm. um, or try to be whoever think about like, what are you passionate about and get on there and post about that. Like, I don't see any Royals TikTokers out there. Who's the big Royals fan out there. That's going to get on there and post about the Royals every single day. And, and then people, and then you put in the bio that you're a realtor and you mention it every once in a while. Um, you know, not like, Hey, like, it's not like, Hey, I'm a realtor, please sell your house with me. It's just like, Hey, I'm your friend and on TikTok, And I happen to also be a realtor kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, actually there's an agent in the Northland and one of the Reese Nichols office up North that is a mechanic and has a huge following on TikTok for car stuff. Um, I think it's brilliant. Like, you know, you have your car community on there and if they know you're an agent too, they'll reach out whenever they're ready. So that's my advice is like, whatever you love, is it books? Is it crafting? Is it cooking? Post about that and build your community around that. And then just let them know you're a realtor. You don't have to bash them over the head with it. They'll come to you if you've created relationship through that. Right. You have common interests and people want to be with people that have common interests. Yeah. Exactly. It was before you came on, I do a book bit on every episode and part of my book bit, this, the last point was talking about uh, your Venn, being most successful. You basically have a Venn diagram of your talents, your passions. And when you find success, it's where your talent and your passion overlap. And it's exactly what you just said is take your talents, take what you're good at. And if you're not good at TikTok or video, you can get good at it, but don't force yourself in, you know, round into peg hole, square hole, but find that thing you're passionate about and let those things overlap. And, and that's where you'll come from the heart and you'll be genuine. And you're not just trying to get a paycheck like everybody else. For sure. And I, I totally agree with that. Cause I hear all these like real estate podcasts and coaches and everyone saying, do video, do video. You need to be on camera. You need to be on camera. And I'm just like, man, if I wasn't comfortable on camera, what a waste of my time to invest hours every day. If, if I don't like it, 
Like Mm -hmm. what, what are we doing here? The whole reason we get into this business is to do something we love and you just take the joy out of it. If you're forcing yourself to do TikTok when it's just so uncomfortable for you and not even fun. So TikTok's not for everyone. Find the thing that Mm -hmm. is for you though. Now, do you watch your own videos? Do you go back and watch them? And I mean, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, if they've made a movie, uh, you know, I don't, I don't watch my movies. I don't watch my, my TV shows. I, I just do them and I'm done. Oh, no. Are you, are you, are you critical? Oh, I pick them apart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have no idea. And this goes back to my TV days too, is like, it's game tape. You got to watch it back, figure out what you did wrong, what you can do better and fix it for next time. So I totally do that with my TikToks too. I also think that I think I'm funnier than most people think. (laughs) So sometimes I watch it back and I'm like, that was such a good joke. Why didn't anyone watch that? Like, that was so funny. And so like, at least I can laugh at myself. (laughs) And and you have to be able to do that. Yeah. I also think that I'm a lot funnier than everyone else thinks that I am. And that's fine. I tell weird, awkward jokes and I'm okay with it. I've learned we're good. It's a happy so, bubble to live in. <laughs> it's such a happy bubble. Like I'm a very happy person over here. Jeff just doesn't know it yet. So my very last question is the same question that I ask all of our guests. What else? What else should I have asked you? What else should we be talking about? What else do our listeners need to know about TikTok and using social media as they go forth and maybe conquer? Hmm. That is a good one. I mean, I think we already touched on it. It's, it's do you like do your thing? You know, uh, there are people that are really good at like, um, algorithms and like SEO and that kind of thing. So you go to Pinterest and Google and you generate traffic for your website. That way you do, you, you don't have to put your face on camera one time to do that. Or Mm -hmm. there are people that are really involved in their community in person. So like, I feel like I have this like virtual community, but there's people out there that like, you're a really active mom with Girl Scouts. Make a Facebook group about Girl Scouts in the Kansas City metro area and post about Girl Scouts and talk to your Girl Scout community and make friends there. And you're not posting, hey, Girl Scouts, buy a house for me. You're posting, hey, this is the craft we made at Girl Scouts this week. Just wanted to share this with you. And then they click mm-hmm. on your profile and see, oh, you're an agent. So mm-hmm. I guess the bottom line is just like, you do you, whatever right. your thing is, do it. And that's, what's so beautiful about this is this, it's not like competition. It's not like, oh, there's can't be more agents on TikTok. It's not like that because if we all just stay in our lane and do the things that we're good at and that bring us joy, then there's some for everyone. And then our clients are better served as well because they're working with agents that they have found through an avenue where they they like each other. It's mutual. It's, it's positive for everyone. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So, so you have, you have a, you guys have smaller children. Um, so I've got a 28, a 24 and a 21. When they hear that I might want to entertain being on TikTok, I'm going to just get, I mean, they're going to be merciless. I mean, what advice do you have to me to talk to these, these kids about, you know, dad's going to be on TikTok, you know, and then they feel like they have to leave the country if dad's going to be on TikTok. <laughs> So one thing I love about TikTok is you don't feel like you're posting for people that know you you're posting for strangers on the internet, but on the rare occasion that someone in comments and I'm like, Oh, I know them. It is kind of, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 
And I have a teen, a cool Gen Z teen cousin that recently taught me what the word mid means. And it means like average or whatever. And she went scrolling through my TikTok and saw that I had made one about mid without <laughs> really knowing what the word meant. Uh-huh. And I have yet to hear the end of that. Just I'll never it, I'll, I will. That will go to my grave with me. OK, well, <laughs> at least I'm, I'm not alone in this because I they're going to be they're going to torment me big time. Yep, you just own it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Rach the Realtor, you can find her on TikTok. Rach the Realtor, we'll have a link in the description and all of that stuff where they can find you. But thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you. And we wish you all the success in the world because we're in a fun, we're in a fun industry where no one else gets to tell us no, except for the sellers. That's fine. That's right. right. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. It was so great. Thank you. Great to meet you. 